So we are here with Todd from Soul Freedom Breathwork. And I wanted to start off just with this statement, right? That is, I want to go beyond the breath, right? I want to go deep and see what can breathwork really do for someone's life? Because we've been breathing our whole lives, right? But have we really been taught to actually breathe with intention, right? Because mm-hmm. there is so much power to unlock there and like really understand a new depth of life if we can really like harness that, right? And yeah. I myself am on my breathwork journey of learning how to really use it, right? But you are a teacher in this field, so I will hand it off to you. Yeah. So always a student first. The best mm-hmm. teachers always remain a student. But as far as breathwork comes, breath is the first thing you do when you enter this world. Before you make a peep, a cry, the first thing you do is then you start crying. And right before you leave this earth, you'll do one more thing. So the moment air enters you is when the life begins. The moment the air leaves you is when it ends. Breath is life. And the better you breathe, the better you feel. But the problem is most of us has not been taught how to breathe. Now you can go weeks without food, days without water, but barely a moment without breath. And we don't know how to breathe. So when you master breathing in fully, you can learn to live fully. When you learn to fully let go of the exhale, you learn to let go of stress, worry, and anxiety. And when you learn to hold your breath in the face of discomfort, you learn to respond to life and not react. So when you master the breath, you master life. So yeah, beautifully put. (laughs) I'm like, I'm ready to get into more about it because something else I do want to talk about as well is that there is something that I've noticed, at least it happens to me and a lot of people that I talk to that struggle with anxiety or panic is that one of our first responses is to hold the breath or to breathe very shallow. Mm -hmm. Right. So can you talk a little bit more about why we do that or why that's the first like instinct to go to? Yeah, definitely. So first let's dive into kind of the science of it. Okay. So there's two sides of your nervous system. There's a sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Now your sympathetic side of your nervous system is your fight or flight response. And there's different parts of your body that are associated with that part of your nervous system. So when you breathe high up into the chest, you activate that response. And also when you breathe in through your mouth. So most people who have chronic anxiety are some of the worst breathers. Okay, so the reason for this is they're over breathing. Most people with anxiety are over breathers. And what they actually need to do is breathe lower, slower and deeper. So when you do that, you allow yourself to switch from sympathetic fight or flight stress response to your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest restore and repair so you can actually calm down the mind and the body. But most people are unable to do that. So you said they hold the breath. So there's two forms of breath holds. There's intentional breath holds and unconscious breath holds. And it can make the world of difference because when someone is having a panic attack, when someone is having an anxiety attack, telling them to take a deep breath is not good advice. It's really not because what it does is it accelerates your heart rate. So what you actually should be doing is breathing slower, slower, and then holding the breath on purpose, right? Because what that is doing is allowing the carbon dioxide to build up and people think they need more oxygen. No, you need to offload carbon dioxide. So yeah, just that's just a little bit behind it. Um, 
people with anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> if you're having a panic attack, don't gasp for air. Try not to breathe more. Actually, breathe in slower. Hold. And then on the exhale, focus on all the bodily sensations and you get out of your head and into your body. Yes. And that is so much because you were like, they're the worst breathers. And I was like, I'm going to hold my hand up because I literally have just barely been like learning how to like really use it as a tool. Because one of the first things that would like go out the window for me when I would like struggle with a lot of panic was my breathing, you know, and you always like you said, hear people say, well, like, just breathe like and it's like. Uh, it's not that simple when you're in the moment, you know, especially yeah. if you're not practicing when you're not in those moments. Right. And I think that's the key that it's like establishing the practice outside of those moments of high stress and high discomfort is when you can start to get that, like, look into how it can be because you're learning mm -hmm. how to do it when you're not already at this high level where you can't think straight, you know, to yeah. even think about really working on your exhale more, you know, so let's use that to transition into that. But like, how can someone start to incorporate breath work into their lives if they've never done it before like mm -hmm. what is your first suggestion of how to open up that world okay two branches of breath work you have breath awareness and conscious mm -hmm. breathing okay so breath awareness is simply becoming aware of the breath not trying to control it but just bringing all of your focus and all of your attention to the breath because we're always so caught up especially people with anxiety with things that might happen in the future a lot of people with depression are so caught up in what happened in their past. But if you can come into this present moment and follow the breath, do it with me right, real quick, blow out all your air. And on the inhale, close your eyes and follow the breath in your stomach and your chest. Feel all the muscles expand. And as you let it go, feel what you can let go of. What muscles can you consciously relax that you're holding on to? Now breathing in. Filling the stomach, the chest, and as you exhale, letting go of all the micro muscles behind your eyes, in your neck, in your jaw. So that's breath awareness. Not controlling the breath, but just becoming aware of it. And that is such an amazing practice because when you can become more aware of your breath, you become more aware of your mental state, more aware in your life. So you're not so caught up in the mind stuff. The second one is conscious breathing. So conscious breathing is basically using formulas of breath, longer inhales, shorter in exhales, longer exhales, shorter inhales. You do different variations of the breath to elicit different chemical responses in the body. So this is huge. Every single emotional state has an associated breathing pattern. So if you can learn how to take care, take control of the breath, you can take control of the emotional state. This is huge because guess what? What are people doing when they're in a panic attack? They're hyperventilating. They're breathing out too much carbon dioxide and they think they need more oxygen. No, you need to build up the carbon dioxide. So if you could slow it down, you're gonna take control of that chemical response, okay? But there's other ways to do it, all right? So if you need energy, if you it, it extend your inhale, and make it longer than your exhale, you're gonna give yourself more energy. If you need to relax, you do the opposite. Little tiny shifts in your breath will make major shifts in your mind and your energy. 
Uh, I love that because it's all about the micro shifts, right? And building the habit too is what I've noticed as well. It's like, I feel like this comes along with like meditation or any kind of like self-help practice. I feel like half the battle sometimes is like getting yourself to do it, right? Or like getting through that mental constraint of, forming that new decision to be like, you know what, this time is to work on meditation, this time is to work on, you know, doing breath work exercises and all that. But I've really noticed if you cut out the time to do it, your body will thank you for it. You know, like for the past couple of weeks, like I have been doing uh, like at least like a 10 minute breath work every day, if not every other day. And I have felt the difference in being like, you know, what, instead of like dissociating on my phone, I'm going to do a breath work. And it's like those 10 minutes that you're breathing, you know, I feel like sometimes it's kind of like a workout, you know, like yeah. you're literally doing a workout. But after the things that I feel and I say things because I just feel like my body even feels like in a state of gratitude. Right. Yeah. Like I feel it like my body is like, thank you, you know, because <laughs> it feels amazing. like you're yeah, like you're moving the energy. I've been doing specifically this video that's uh, DMT breathing. Mm hmm that has like three different cycles and one of them yeah. is like the fire breath and alkaline, alkaline um, and then uh, mm -hmm. psychedelic breath is yeah, it the guy on the beach no it's not the guy on the beach it's one where like it guides you through a forest and it's telling you in it's out, in the in, forest out. i know exactly yeah. what yeah. you're talking about <laughs> yeah. it's mm -hmm. amazing because you can access the the chemicals within your body it's called dmt mm -hmm. breathing for everyone who doesn't know because we produce the strongest psychedelic known to man in your lungs and in your pineal gland and when you can move the breath, you can tap into this dormant chemical that launches you into the dream state, that launches you into near-death experiences. The reason people say they see their entire life flash before their eyes is because of DMT. And you can tap into that with the breath. You say you feel gratitude because you yeah. breathe in a way that allows you to release those feel-good chemicals. So you now take control of your nervous system and your body's chemistry and the reason for Chronic stress is an overloaded nervous system and an imbalance in the mental chemistry. You can change that with the breath. That is magic right there. And it's free. I mean, I mean, like your actual breathing is free, you know, and there is so many resources that you can look into. There are people and like, you know, like how to explain it. Like there's people like you. Uh, I, uh, I was so, so I was thinking, so I'm like, do I say Todd or do I say so free and I'm breathing? <laughs> <laughs> anyways but yeah there's people like you that are out there teaching and having clients and really showing people how they can use their breath to unlock that next chapter of their lives and really come to a new relationship with your body because i feel like that's a like a big point of it right it's mm -hmm. changing the relationship with your body as an act that you do out of love and care right yeah. we all breathe and we don't think about it right we take it for granted you just breathe all day that's how you exist that's how you're in this world right but mm -hmm. what happens when you use that life force to intentionally do it you're giving that time back to life and being super present and your body is gonna feel it you say we take most breaths unconscious Twenty-five thousand mm -hmm. breaths we take a day and most of them we're not aware of now breath is our life force energy there's a reason the word spirit stems from the term spirar, which means to breathe. Mm. Spirituality literally means one who breathes. So if you want to get connected with the higher source of creation, with the oneness that is within you, use the breath. The breath is a gateway to different states of mind. And the reason most of us feel so unfulfilled is because we don't feel connected to something more, right? We're all looking for purpose for something more than just us in our own mind and the breath is a direct way to get there 
you say becoming more present. All we have is this moment. A lot of people say, hey, I'm going to do better tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's just going to be today again. All yep. we have is now. If not now, then when? And uh, that's that's like my thing. Yesterday we talked about it. You're like, uh, you want to do this in a week? I was like, tomorrow. No, <laughs> yeah, like, you're like now. <laughs> yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's so true because that's what I always say. I'm just like, if you don't change something today, it can be the smallest change ever. But if you don't do it today, it's going to continue tomorrow. It's like they always say, I'm like, if you don't break the cycle today, the cycle will continue tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it's just true. There's sometimes in life where we're not ready to make a big change, right? Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But that, that's been part of my kind of what I like to say to people is that make one decision today that is going to make your tomorrow better. So mm -hmm. in this case of what you and I are talking about, if you can start to incorporate breathing in a way that is going to give back to your life, give back to your body and breathing with intention today, what if you feel better tomorrow? You know, mm -hmm. those what ifs, we can start to shift them into what if things work out better, right? Oh. What if I start my breathing technique today and then tomorrow when I'm stressed, I'm like, you know what? Instead of thinking about something else or doing something that isn't good for me, I'm going to breathe instead, you know? Yeah. But like, we have to do it today. We have to do it today. But I also want to like get into a little bit about what you do. Like, what do you do with your clients? So I take people on a literal journey. Um, I have monthly clients, but when I do my group breathwork sessions, we go on an hour and a half journey of intense, conscious, essentially hyperventilating, right? Because what you're doing is simulating this fight or flight state in a safe environment where you can basically allow yourself to feel everything you've been storing. The type of breathing I teach allows you to go into the traumatic experiences, the emotional blockages and the mental blockages that you store within. We store our issues within our tissues. And if you don't deal with it, it's going to show up in every single area of your life. You will view life through your lenses of pain. When somebody is literally just trying to love you, you see your traumatic past. So if you want to truly enjoy life, if you want to thrive instead of survive, you got to deal with all the shadows that you've been stuffing down. So the breathing I teach is all about letting go. Because most people don't realize that the majority of their problems isn't because they haven't learned this new thing. It's because their inability to let go of all the shit from their past, from the people around them, from what they've been through. And when you put down the weight, you allow yourself to fly, to truly live life. And I think that's what it's all about. Yes. Uh, that, yeah, preach it because it's so true. <laughs> you know, people always say they like, you just got to let that shit go. And I'm like, well, how do you let go? You know, and it's through doing different practices like this. And I always love to highlight all of these different like healing coping me like mechanisms are all different, right? A different path to healing because different people have different methods, right? Because you just never know what is going to work for you, right? Mm. We never know if someone listening to this has never tried it, then goes and tries it and it changes their life, right? Yeah. So this is why I think it's so powerful to get just every single different insight and every single different path, right? But mm -hmm. I am a firm believer in breathwork being that thing that is going to help you release and let go of all that shit, you know? Yeah, for sure. so. I look at it like this. Okay. Um, just imagine this for a second. Imagine your body is a house. Okay. And every single painful traumatic experience you've been through that you didn't deal with is a trinket that you collect Ooh. and you place it in your house. You place this trinket over here. Oh, this anxiety, you place it here. All oh, this other thing happened with this guy or this girl. Oh, you place it here. 
And then one day, when you're doing the breath work, you have all your windows open. The wind is coming through and it's going to blow your trinkets over. Right? You're like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want my stuff to be broken. <laughs> I close all the windows. You close up to life and you can't experience it. You were telling me about you. You have anxiety leaving the house sometimes. A lot of people have that. But that's stuff that they don't want to be touched. So when they mm -hmm. go outside, all their stuff is getting touched. And they're like, no, no, no. I don't want this yeah. closed. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But if you allow yourself to open up you realize you are not your stuff. You are not your mind. You are not your thoughts and you are not your emotions. There's your, your thoughts thinking, your, there's your heart that's feeling, and then there's you in there. The observer of all these experiences. And if you can allow yourself to become aware that you are aware, you allow all your stuff to go away and you can live life how you're truly meant to. Yes, uh, that is so beautiful because exactly how you just described it is 100% the truth. One of the things that a lot of people that follow me or that are in my community specifically with like panic or agoraphobia is that exactly when you go out the house, you're afraid that everyone's going to grab your drink, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to use that example. And, it, and you want to shut the doors and you want to shut the windows. But then what happens when you do that? You're shutting yourself off to life. Yeah. You know, there was a point in my journey where I felt like I forgot how to live. I don't know how to live anymore. And if you think at the core of that is fear, right? There's a lot of things around that fear of having stuff come into you, but it's because you have that, I don't want to say inability, but because of how much you've struggled, you kind of lose the ability to cope with life, right? Mm -hmm. You're afraid of things like triggering you and coming at you and stuff. So you want to like keep that bubble, right? Yeah. But then that is also because we're not allowing life and we're not trusting life anymore to come through us. And how do you build up back that trust other than doing a whole bunch of other stuff, which I don't got to get into, right? But part of it is allowing life to go through you. Mm -hmm. And if every time you get anxious, you're not breathing, you're holding your breath, you're breathing too much, like it's literally like you're stopping life, right? Exactly. And part of it is also, and you were kind of starting to talk about it too, but I want to get into it, is that when your body or when you're feeling those physical sensations of anxiety, of fear, of all of that, when your breath starts to get dysregulated, a lot of times for people that struggle with what I struggle with, we see that as a sign that something is really wrong, right? Mm -hmm. You're kind of like, oh my gosh, my heart is going up really high. Oh my gosh, no, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You know, and you start to like, like you said, it's mind stuff, right? Yeah. Your mind starts to go to a hundred miles per hour and then everything goes out the window, right? For sure. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So breathing when you're doing it and like different techniques, you get a lot of physical sensations, mm -hmm. right? Let's talk a little bit about that. Cause I feel like times that I've talked about breathwork with someone that struggles with physical anxiety, they're like, Oh, but my toes feel weird. Oh, but, my hands, <laughs> you know, but my hands feel weird. Like, I don't like it. It makes me anxious. And I'm like, yeah, but honestly, like lately when I've been doing it, I'm like, that is a signal for me and my body to say, I can feel weird sensations but they don't mean anything. Yeah, you're like, training yourself you know? to feel mm -hmm. uncomfortable. But yeah. I think it'll help a lot of the overthinkers if they can understand the science behind it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you're doing breath work, what you're, taking, what you're doing is taking a massive amounts of oxygen and offloading all your carbon dioxide. Now your carbon dioxide is a vasodilator, which basically means it opens up your veins for blood flow. So when you're offloading it, it's vasoconstricting. So now you're mm -hmm. 75,000 miles of veins and arteries are now kind of closing up. So that's all the tingles you're feeling. Guess what? As soon as it's done, 
you're going to get way more blood flow. You're going to get less inflammation. Your brain is going to get this rush of oxygen, which you need for good mental health. These are all amazing feelings. But I think the biggest thing is not the sensations you're feeling. It's the meaning you associate with the sensations you're feeling. Okay, so you made me think of something and I want to share this analogy. Okay, have you ever been into a creek with a, a dirt bottom? Right? Mm-hmm. And at first it looks so beautiful, so clear. You step into it and all of the dirt and mud starts going everywhere and you can't see anymore. Right? So what you're doing when you start to have a panic attack or an anxiety attack and you keep trying to change it, you try to do something about it, what you're doing is splashing around the water. And that's not how you let the mud settle. To let the mud settle, you stay still. You observe it. You don't try to change it, allow it. And then everything will settle again and it will become clear. But the more you fidget, the more you try to do stuff, the more you, I can't breathe. Then you're moving everything around and you're lost in your own mind, right? So if you can master the ability of just allowing, of just letting go in those uncomfortable situations, you allow yourself to become the observer and the creator rather than the victim. Yeah, and letting go of resistance. Resistance was my best friend, and I realized it was really toxic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the resistance is what all of that kicking and looking for and like kicking around the dirt in, in that creek that you were talking about. That's what it was doing, you know. Mm-hmm. But once I allowed it to go, once I told my body, my breathing will come back. You know, it'll come back. My heart rate will go down, you know, but just practicing allowing it. And I know that's rough for anyone listening to probably like, it's not that easy. I'm like, I know it's not, you know, (laughs) it's just practice, 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 practice. You said it's practice. Mm -hmm. The thing is, most people who have chronic anxiety and stress are practicing being stressed out. They're practicing the wrong thing. They're constantly Mm -hmm. training that muscle overthinking. Worrying, and they're like, "Oh, I need to think about this. Oh, I need to think about this." No, you don't. Worrying about it is not going to change the outcome whatsoever. But if you can practice being in this moment, if you can practice following your breath, then you can shift everything in your life. For the most part, when you're stuck in that anxious pattern of thinking, and you have conditioned yourself every single day to be stuck there, your brain is going to start to look for anything that affirms the reality that you believe, right? And that is what I, I honestly did not know that. When I was really like in a dark place, I questioned why every single day, nothing got better. Like literally every single day felt bad. Every single day I was anxious the whole day. I was panicking all day. And I used to think like, man, like when is this going to get better? Like truthfully, because it was so bad. But then once I started to climb out of that hole, I realized, well, I wasn't doing anything to change my mindset. I wasn't doing anything to try to put positive thoughts to try to put good actions and new habits that are going to help me. I wasn't doing it right. So my brain was still always looking for every single possible thing that can affirm what I believe about life right now Mm -hmm. is that it's dangerous, is that I'm not safe, is that anxiety is a safe place to be. And that's where I'm safe. And it's like, no, there's no life there. You know, (laughs) there's no life. Some understanding on what you just said. Okay, yeah, so your brain it. is not designed to make you happy. It's a two million year old device that was designed to keep you alive. Right? Mm-hmm. Your brain evolved from where we literally had to look for saber tooth tigers for something that was going to eat us or attack us all the time. So it's designed to keep you alive. So once you understand that, and then you understand the part of your brain called the reticular activating system. 
this part of your brain takes in billions of bits of information and allows you to focus on small pieces. So when you get a new car, guess what? Now you see that car everywhere because it's in your reticular activating system. So if you're thinking about something that makes you anxious, it's the first thing you think about when you wake up. Now the rest of the day, all you're seeing is more things that make you feel that way. So if you can understand that and then take control of it, if for the first 15 minutes, instead of letting yourself go into that negative cycle, if you hop out of bed and you start thinking of all the things you're grateful for, all the people you love, of all the stuff that you do have going for you, then the rest of the day, you're going to see more of it. You're going to reprogram your brain to do the things that you love, to see the people that you love and to create the life that you love. But you got to understand the fundamentals and then start to apply it. Yeah. And reprogramming your brain is the key there, right? I'll be honest. I didn't even know you could reprogram your brain for a long time. <laughs> I thought I'm like, man, I've been stuck on this like anxiety track and this like, you know, kind of like that, just that negative feedback loop for so long. And then I started reading and I actually saw you had a post about it, but I started reading um, Becoming Supernatural a while ago. I'm actually still Ooh. not done with it because it's pretty dense, it's right? Like, easy read. No, no, read it's all. dense, but it's really, really like I think I found it at the right time where I was already starting to do aligned action was changing my life, right? Mm -hmm. But I also feel like I was still like in that that crossroads of like really trying to get better, right? Yeah. And when I started reading all of that and just seeing how more our brains work, how the subconscious mind works, you know, the different states of being, and and I would love to get into that a little bit more because I know you also talk about it on some of your content, mm -hmm. um, just how much you can unlock from your life, the potential, <laughs> and that you can just reprogram everything that you are the person that can do that. Yeah. I think that we we also take that for granted, but it's our bodies. It's our brain as dysregulated as we might be for anyone listening to this. You can do it. Anyone can do it. Right. Yeah. Just putting yourself in the right state and in front of the right things, the right people, the right media, the right books, right. Everything. Right. It mm -hmm. starts somewhere. But yeah, let's get into a little bit about that, about the no, different that's, altered that's states. Beautiful. What you just said. Uh putting yourself in front of the right stuff. I feel like most people, when they think of diet, they think it's only food and drink, but it's mm -hmm. everything you consume. Mm -hmm. It's the TV, the music, the people. What are you consuming on a daily basis? If you're looking at all the shit that's stressing you out, if you're waking up and watching the news, you're oh, gonna be <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So taking control of that, but then let's talk about altered states and different states of being. So I like uh, imagery and analogies. So imagine that every emotion unlocks and is a key to a different house of thoughts, right? So when you're stressed, you unlock the house of thoughts called stress and all of those thoughts associated with that emotion come pouring out at you, right? When you're in love, all you see is love. You see love at every yeah. corner, right? Mm -hmm. So if you understand that and you can change your state of being by changing what you focus on, how you're breathing and how you're moving, now you can take control of your physiology and your mental and psychological states. Now, once you take control of that, now you unlock these different thoughts, these inspired thoughts. Now you're no longer in survival. Now you're thriving. Okay. And let's get into more of the science. If you can hold these elevated emotions like gratitude, like love for extended period of times, say 20 minutes a day. If you can do that for two weeks, 
you can raise your immune function by 50%. For all of my people who are stressed out and sick, (laughs) you can literally change the function of your immune system just by focusing on what's good. Now, this is not hippy-dippy, positive thinky. This is science, right? I'm not telling you to go look at your garbage can to put a light on it and say everything is light, everything is perfect. No, look at what you have in your life with honesty and then choose to do something different about it. You are in power. And a lot of people don't realize they have the power. So yeah, yeah, this is a good place to cut it off. Yeah, we are the creator of our own reality and we can choose to create it differently. That's true. We just have to do a change somewhere. But yeah, you're right. The, the trash can made me laugh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's only so much you can do to make the trash can look a little better. But hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or let's just throw it out. Let's just yeah, throw out the trash yeah. and uh, clean up the house. Mm-hmm. This, is our, this is our temple. Okay. So let's do this. Real quick, close your eyes. Take a breath. Let it out. And now whisper hello in your head. Say it again. Hello, hello, hello. You hear that. Now scream hello as loud as you can in your head. Now, if you were the voice of the mind, then who is the one who hears it? They say you are ready for true growth when you realize you are not your thoughts. You are not that voice. You are the conscious awareness behind it all. So for all my people who are going through anxiety, through depression, you are not the stuff of the mind. That's from an amazing book called The Untethered Soul. Everybody should read this. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, this is an amazing, easy read. But I think people need to know that. I think that's one of the most important things you could ever figure out is that you're not your mind. You're not your programs. You talked about you just figured out you can reprogram your mind. This is just some software and hardware, right? And a lot of times our parents gave us some software and hardware that wasn't too serving, right? And it's okay. They're human too. They have their own software and hardware. You just have to take it out and reprogram for the life that you want. This is a, this is a game. This is a fun game. It can be a beautiful life in heaven or it can be hell on earth that's up to you so to go off of like your analogies and your stories now i have one because you just like sparked one in my imagination when you were saying that is like we all have these programs right like you said it's like we're a computer right we're a circuit board whatever it is but you know what's so funny is that when we get a notification from apple on our phone that it's time to update your phone you do it right you (laughs) update it you'll wait you'll wait 10 minutes for your phone to update and turn back on and that's no issue right because you have to do it to keep using your phone right so you're gonna do it so i just want to like for anyone that's listening or watching to propose that perspective shift when your phone tells you it is time for an update you do it you don't ask why you don't ask apple why you for the most part you don't even read why you need an update right you just do it So when your body gives you a sign that it is time to live differently or act differently, why don't we listen, right? It is the same way. It is time to throw out the software that doesn't work for us anymore, right? Technology does it, but we don't do it. But then when someone else tells us to do it, because, you know, let's just say it's our phone, we do it without hesitation, right? What if those 10 minutes of an update, you meditated instead, you know, or you Mm -hmm. did breath work instead, but we don't listen to our bodies the same because modern society never taught us like, hey, 
these signals that you have in your body, these <laughs> patterns that you have, or this program that you have in your mind of how life is and how life works might not always be true and might not be serving you. We're not given those tools, right? We have to seek them. So if anyone's listening or watching, you're already there, right? You're expanding your mind. You're listening to stuff like this. You know, you're on the track, you know, so just keep following it, right? Your soul brought you here. So, you know, yeah, keep trusting so it. Yeah. yeah, so let's go freedom. We're yep. unlocking it. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. Someone just asked me, they're like, why did you call it your soul? And I'm like, because my name is Yaz, like Yasmin, Yaz. Mm -hmm. And then soul is like really like the essence of this is my soul project. I want to connect to people's souls and have soul talks and just vibe on that level. And mm -hmm. I'm like, follow your soul, follow your soul, your soul. Uh, so. Yes, oh, let's mm -hmm. go. That was an amazing analogy. That was an amazing really like that. Uh, I feel like so many of us are caught up in those old programs. We don't realize how outdated we are, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially people who are still racist, like, what? How oh, are you still yeah. racist in this day and age? It just blows my mind. But that's a whole nother talk. <laughs> yeah, we're like, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> so there's something that you talk about that I really want to get into and give those, I like to say what, like nuggets of gold for anyone listening. Uh, you talk about something called the trifecta of change or the trinity of transformation. <laughs> I've never heard about that before. That's so my terminology. Yeah. That's yeah. I created it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, let's listen to it. Let's get Don't into it. Don't forget about the other one. The BBW formula. There we go. And it's mm -hmm. not what you think it is. <laughs> it is a way to change your body, your mind, and your state at any moment, no matter what you're going through. So this is something I came up with because it changed everything for me. And mm -hmm. I wanted to share it with people. So the trifecta of change, you got to understand what truly changes the way you feel. So the first B, the first try is body. The way you hold your body directly affects what chemicals are being released in your body. If you look at a person who is depressed, you see that they're hunched over, mm -hmm. their head is down, they're looking towards the ground, and they're breathing super short and shallow. Now, most people don't know that when you're collapsed, you're actually only breathing through the top two-thirds of your lungs. But most don't know that the bottom one-thirds of your lungs is responsible for absorbing two-thirds of the oxygen. So you're not getting enough oxygen to your brain, which is why we feel the way we do. Okay. So anyone who's watching, put your shoulders back, chin up. Okay. First B right there. Second one is breath. The way you breathe directly affects how you feel. Breath is life. Breath is synonymous with spirit in all different cultures, all different religions. There have been references to the breath and connecting to something higher. So Real quick, we're going to take six deep breaths while we're holding our body up, okay? So ready? Do it with me. Into the stomach, into the chest. Relax and let it go with the side. In. Letting go. Four more. Into the stomach, into the chest. And on this exhale, dropping the shoulders, relaxing the face. In out uh, two more make these last ones count as deep as you can relaxing on that exhale just letting go and on this last one breathing all the way into the top of your head and then holding and squeezing at the top 
Hold and squeeze for five, four, three, two, one. Let it go with a sigh. Uh. Now the last part of it, words. Words are spells. There's a reason why you're writing down a word. It's called spelling. So when you use this body movement, when you use your breath in unison with the words that you're saying to yourself, it basically casts a spell on your body. Okay, so most of us are saying, oh, I don't look good enough. Oh, I don't like the way I look. Those are spells you're casting on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can just say, instead of saying it in affirmation, I feel like a lot of people get caught in affirmations and they're like, I am happy. And their Brian is like, no, you're not. You're not happy <laughs> at all. What are you doing? So instead, just say the one word. What is one word, Yes, that makes you just feel good? What one word would you use? Tranquility. Tranquility. Okay. So I want you to force a smile on your face. We're going to take three more deep breaths, but after on each exhale, I want you to say and feel tranquility. Okay. So ready? Eyes closed. Breathe in. And on the exhale, say tranquility and feel it in every cell. Tranquility. There you in. And really mean it and feel it. Tranquility. Tranquility. One more time. Tranquility. Tranquility. Sit in this feeling for just a moment, letting go of any unconsciously tensed muscles, relaxing into the feeling of tranquility. Now notice how different you feel just in that short amount of time. That wasn't even three minutes and you completely shifted your mm -hmm. entire state, right? So that's oh, the yeah, power definitely. That you have every day. So with my clients, I we go deep. We we do this for uh, usually like thirty to forty-five minute sessions, and at the end, they're either crying, they're having mm -hmm. breakthroughs, and they're releasing because when you yeah. feel, you heal. So yeah, that's that's the trifecta of change, the trinity of transformation, and the BBW formula. <laughs> <laughs> yes no and uh yeah i just really love that because like you said i mean you said that's your terminology you know you're you're on that because i never thought about it that way you know mm -hmm. so that is truly so powerful even as we were doing that right with the whole tranquility thing like right now like i just imagine like visually got that vision of like being on a pond and being that rock in the middle of the pond that sends the waves right like the mm -hmm. ripples and i was literally just sitting there and i was just like feeling those waves like emitting all across the pond yeah. and like i swear to you like y'all for anyone who's <laughs> like listening or watching like those few times that we did the breathing like i don't know i was just i think that it's because i've already done some like different breathing practices or like you know i guess for me like i can I can start to feel when I feel that altered state, right? Mm -hmm. And for a good moment there, I'm like, you could have like kept me breathing like that for like a good 10 minutes and I wouldn't have noticed because like yeah. when I opened my eyes again, I was like, I don't know where I was there for a second, but like I'm back, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I was like, I was completely out of it each time that I was like breathing. I was so out of it, like that's in a good amazing. way though. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's going to another place, right? Yeah. Most people don't understand that the inner world and the outer world are completely separate places mm -hmm. right uh there's a book called man's search for meaning by victor frankel and mm -hmm. he was in the internment camps during mm -hmm. like the craziest time ever he was a prisoner but he found enlightenment and true joy in internment camp now if mm -hmm. he can do that seeing the worst things ever seeing his his friends killed every single day 
and anyone can make it through their darkness. It is always darkest before the dawn. And if you can master this inner world, you can master your outer world. Because our quality of our life isn't what's happening to you. It's not how much money you have. It's not the type of love that you have. It's what's happening in here. Because you could have all the money in the world. You could have the best love, the best family, the beautiful homes, and still be absolutely miserable. Because the quality of your life is the quality of her habitual emotions. And what you focus on, you will feel. So if you have everything, but you're still looking at everything that you lack, you're going to feel lonely. You're going to feel depressed. But if you can choose to focus on what you do have, which you are grateful for, even though it sounds so positive, thank you, it literally changes you on a chemical level. And uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm all about right there. Yeah. And you know how you said like just now that like it sounds so positive dinkity and stuff like that. And it sounds like hippie like the reason why I say that and like, you know, it's so easy to say, oh, but like it sounds so simple or it sounds so cliche. But in reality, sometimes it is that simple. It's just simply because we do not do it simply because we don't make the change simply because we don't look into different ways that we can do it is why it seems so hard. But it really is that simple. We yeah. overcomplicate it. You know, For we sure. attach so much more to it. But it's that simple. What we just did right now, like those breathing exercises that you had me do, that's purely generated from what I'm doing in my body. I didn't have to go get anything. I didn't have to buy a special thing. I didn't have to do anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's within you. So the power sits within you as you listen to this, as you watch it. Mm -hmm. But it's our choice if we go into what can we actually do with it. Everything that you seek is within. A lot of people, when they're going through mental stuff, they're going out and they're looking for a pill that's going to fix it. The most abundant and amazing pharmacy you will ever find is in your body. So they, there's several studies. There was one study done on over 2,000 people. And half of the people, they gave actual antidepressants. The other half, they gave a placebo. Now, they weren't just as good as the people who got the actual antidepressants. So because they believed they were getting something, their brain created a beautiful chemical cocktail that actually made them feel better. Now, you can do that at any point if you learn how to believe in yourself and not believing something outside of you has the power. Same thing during World War II. There were so many people in pain, legs blown off bullet wounds, right? And there's so many people that they ran out of morphine. So one of the nurses gives the doctor what it would usually be morphine. He gave, gave him saline. And the guy who literally just had this massive injury on his leg instantly felt better. His body released chemicals that allowed him to kill off the pain. We have the most abundant pharmacy in our body, but you have to believe it. And when you have a symbol of belief, like a placebo pill, then you can do it. But if you can learn to just believe in yourself, to know that your body has the innate intelligence to heal yourself of physical, but also mental maladies, you take back your power and you start giving, stop giving it to something outside of you. Guess what? Almost always, Big Pharma doesn't want you to feel better. They want you to be reliant on their stuff. There's a reason we weren't taught about natural healing in school. Every single plant out there has a healing ability. And I just, uh, I feel like people need to know about this. Yeah, we're and, and it's so true what you said. We're not taught any of it, right? In our mainstream schools, we're not taught any of it. We're not even, we don't even have classes on how to like listen to your thoughts, how to be, like how to 
just be like we don't have none of that right we, we could get into that forever like but it's just so true we were never taught anything that wasn't deemed relevant or deemed important by society right mm -hmm. and i always say i'm like you know i'm starting to see all those like new schools of like where children they have like a mindfulness class or they have yoga instead of like you know punishment and like all these things and i'm just like that new generation that's going to be able to live through that and when we have more people that are becoming parents that have like that conscious mindset of like really wanting to shift that just like emotional intelligence or you know just being connected to your spirit into your soul honestly i didn't even know that my soul or like my, me on a deeper level existed until i went i was starting to go through my own spiritual awakening right i didn't mm -hmm. even know that was a thing right yeah. life as i knew it was very flat for a long mm. time i always knew there was something deeper i always did but because no one around me had like shown me that either like i, I was still on a very plain level you know? yeah and i'm gonna have a podcast with him very soon but uh, i have a cousin who's a shaman i always tell him i'm like the way that life is like the fact that one of my cousins is a shaman and he's the one who was my first spiritual teacher and really like showed me that that belief i had of life that there was something so much deeper was true mm -hmm. and that i started that journey was able to have such an amazing guide like him it's not a coincidence and i know not all of yeah. us get that lucky right i would say yeah. i was pretty lucky when it came to that but what i mean by that is that we're not shown it right so it's our responsibility now that you're listening to this that you're on this journey that you're on this path to look for what works for you and what doesn't serve you anymore yeah and we have the choice if things aren't adding up start subtracting that's what it's all about and things are adding up in most people's life uh we were talking about depression earlier it's right in the word if you're depressed you need deep rest <laughs> you know what i mean They're, they don't realize that they just need to return to their center and allow themselves to heal and mend from all the pain of the past they need to let go of how things we're supposed to be. They think they're supposed to be. You can't change the past, but you can change the meaning that you associate with it. You can change the story that you're telling yourself. Most people aren't. Let me say this. Let me make sure I say this right. <laughs> you are not disturbed by the moment in front of you. You are disturbed by the meaning that you give the moment in front of you. And you can change that any time when a car pulls out in front of you you don't have to get mad you don't have to start cussing when you're in traffic you don't have to get stressed right that is a choice that you make within some people are so unconscious that they don't realize it's a choice but when you wake up to the moment that you choose the meaning you give things you choose the reaction then you take back control of your life and you're no longer a victim of your environment that's what it's all about that's what I'm all about. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to ask you about, because you did just mention it, and I actually had it written down too, <laughs> but you talked about like this concept of like adding to your life, life, adding to your life and subtracting to your life. Right. And that a lot of times we're always looking to add this, add that. We need this. We need that. That there comes a point where that's not what we need anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. We need to actually subtract. So let's get in a little bit to that. <laughs> yeah, let's dive into that. So. Like I said, when things aren't adding up, start subtracting. Most people go throughout their entire life accumulating all of this knowledge, all of this life experience, but things still aren't working. And it's because you're trying to build a tower on a shaky foundation. 
the programs that are underlying it all are the reason your life isn't aligning. So if you can learn to let go of the stuff that you went through, if you can learn to let go of the trauma, you're, you're clearing the blockage. There is a river of joy, love, prana, chi, mana, life force, energy that runs through you that most people never even get to access. It goes beyond the five senses. It wells up deep from this place within and it will leave you in pure joy and laughter. But guess what? It, when it comes up, what it brings up is your pain. What it brings up is your fears. And most people don't want to deal with them. So they push it right back down and they block the flow of life. So when you learn to become the observer, you learn to breathe through it. And on that exhale, to let it go, you cleanse yourself and you're releasing all of this shit that we have stored. Now, most people don't know that the exhale is responsible for 70% of cleansing your biotoxins. The exhale is responsible for 85% of weight loss. Now, it's not just weight loss and biotoxins. It's emotional trauma, emotional blockages. And when you learn to breathe through it, you learn to let it go. Like I said, when you learn to breathe in fully, you learn to live fully. When you learn to fully let go of the exhale, not slowing it down, not pushing it out, but just letting it go. You learn to let go of stress, worry, and anxiety. You are the creator of your life. Don't forget it. And allow yourself to let go of all the stuff that's no longer serving you. It's time to put down the weight, right? Yes. Oh yeah, we need to put it down. I'm tired. <laughs> I was like, I'm tired. We we do not need to carry it. Like, if I do the video twice, obviously now your body is getting more into that mode and stuff, and you can sustain the holding part longer, mm -hmm. right? Every time I get to 20 seconds, I always look that I'm at 20 seconds, <laughs> and I can't breathe right away. I can't breathe, and then when the person says. No air needed. No oxygen needed. I'm like, oh no, hold on. I need it. <laughs> yeah. I need it. Yeah. I'm like, no, hold on. And it's so funny because I keep on saying, Yasmin, like you're literally tricking yourself back, you know, into it. Like you aren't, yeah. Like it's just so funny. The moment I remember, it's the moment I can't breathe anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, so Yasmin, this might help you. I know it helped me. Um, in that breath hold, it's not that you need oxygen. It's your body's need to offload carbon dioxide. So if you mm. can remind yourself that your blood and your body is fully saturated with oxygen, 97 to 99%, your body is plentiful in oxygen. It's just the need to offload the carbon dioxide. So if you can say, oh, wow, I'm actually fine. If you can relax into that discomfort, the better you get at that, the less you're going to react to life, the less anxiety you're going to get. People with the lowest intolerance to carbon dioxide buildup usually mm -hmm. have the highest levels of stress. So mm -hmm. you training this breath hold is one of the best things you can do for your, your stress and your anxiety. So learn to just relax into the face of comfort. See what other muscles you can relax. See oh, yeah. what you can focus on other than the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the times that I've like gotten, I think the most I've done is like uh, 10 seconds left. Yeah. Like right when they say, oh, 10 seconds. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, Ooh. I was literally sitting outside right here earlier doing it. And I was like looking at the trees and I was like, when I was really focused on just looking at the leaves, I realized that I got really far. Right. But it's because I'm not focused on the fact that I 
not breathing you know mm -hmm. so it's also a psychological thing where i'm like oh no i'm gonna like pass out if i hold my breath this long <laughs> you know but i mean it's all a practice and i'm practicing and if anyone listening is just starting 2a we're gonna we're gonna get there and every single time we do it we're gonna get those benefits and just spending that intimate time with ourselves as well i've been very grateful for my new breathwork practice because i feel like it's the only time where i'm like it's really just me and my yeah. breathing you know mm -hmm. um so, so yeah clear, doesn't it so good. yeah it really does and then i i, I finish and i'm like i'm ready to just continue <laughs> the rest of the day <laughs> even if i need to take a few like uh breath work pauses hey doesn't matter you know as long as it helps and it's so much better than other coping skills you know three times a day i, I say I do it three times a day i do it as soon as i wake up to prime mm -hmm. myself for the day but then guess what you lose momentum around middle of the day the, the stressors of the day get you people come at you and you start to return back to that old pattern so you reset yourself in the middle of the day you rest a little bit and then right before you go to bed so right as you wake up and right before you go go to bed are the best time to reprogram your subconscious mind your subconscious mind is responsible for 95 percent of how you think act and feel so most people are trying to change themselves on the level of the conscious but if they can take control of these golden times of transformation you can transform yourself on the deeper levels so that's good keep it up yes that's amazing yeah. my friend i'm proud of you. Like, yeah thank you thank you i will receive that i really will and yeah we're working on it over here <laughs> um but yeah just to close out as well i want to give you the space to also kind of um promote yourself and what you're doing where can people find you where, where can people go and support your work or possibly participate so the floor is yours yeah, I appreciate you, my friend. So anyone who wants to experience breathwork, you can find me at Soul Freedom Breathwork on TikTok and Soul Freedom Breathwork on Instagram. But also I'm having a group breathwork event at the end of this month on the 25th, okay? So for anyone who is ready to dive in, to let go of all the shit that they've been holding within the trauma, the pain, and the mental blockages, this breathwork is designed to let that go so you can step into life how you were meant to. It's only 24 bucks to change your life forever. Ask yourself, if you're willing to spend that much on one meal, are you no. willing to invest it into your mental health? I think the answer better be yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. I'm going to see you there, my friend. You coming to my breath work? Yeah, I feel like you already felt it. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But I was like, you know, what? I'm going to join it. Yeah, I'm going to join it because it's been a while since I've done like a, a long breathwork kind of journey. So I'm ready to come back to it. So cool. let's do it. Come join me. That sounds Yeah. Good. Anyone listening, my other soul friends too. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yes. I want to let you know you're, you're an amazing speaker. And uh, Thank you. you. Have a message to share. So I appreciate you having me on today. Thank you. No, thank you so much. I deeply, deeply appreciate that and feel that. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with all of us here. And hey, who knows who is going to hop on over there from my side and, you know, vice versa. So thank you so much.